You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. I just want to start off by reading, reminding us the things that we discussed last week. Matthew 18, verse 12. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it truly, I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. I was that one, you were that one, that he left the ninety-nine to come and find. We were all that one, but now we are found, amen? And we will now, filled with the Spirit, saved by the blood of Jesus, will we now, do we recognize and understand that we have been brought in to be the shepherds that would go find the lost? We have now been anointed to be the, the shepherd that would leave the 99 that we could go find the one. Amen. That is, that is what we've been anointed to do. The Lord has sent us out. We are His hands and feet. We are filled with the same presence of God that Jesus was filled with. And we get to go with Jesus and we get to find those who went astray. Will we be, as the father in this story of the prodigal son, running to the lost, clothing them in truth and righteousness, embracing them and celebrating their return? Or will we be the brother that was angry because I never left? How many of us grew up in church? Yeah, lots of us. Is is that a reason to not go minister to those that haven't? No way. Should we be angry? What choice did you have to grow up in church? Big old goose egg. I never got a say on my Sundays. I got told what to wear and when to be in the car. And, and I did it because I was scared of my mom. And we went to church, but it wasn't until later that I made the choice for this faith to be my own. And I was just, just because I lived in a church didn't mean I wasn't lost. Just because I went and I heard the word of the Lord didn't mean I had received it, right? A lot of us know that to be true because a lot of us that grew up in the church had to find out the hard way that we were not what we thought we were. And the Lord had to rescue us. We get to run to the lost. We get to embrace them. Simply put, will we love what he loves? That's what we talked about last week. Will we love what he loves? Will we love who he loves? And I hope the answer to that question haven't had it last week and you've had a week to ponder it, I hope the answer to that question is yes. Because tonight is our fall festival. Over, over 500 people came through last year to this festival. Over 500 people. It was the most packed I've ever seen that, that street. Uh, with school going and all that good stuff, it didn't matter. It didn't even come close. There were, there were over 500 people that came through that event last week. People from all over. And I, we are anticipating even more this year to come through Those whom he loves are coming, and they will be right outside these doors in just a few hours. And my question, what I've been thinking about this week as we've been preparing for this event, is what will they encounter when they arrive? I want everybody to have a good time. Like, we're we're throwing a party. That's all it is. It's a party. It's safe. It's a place where you can trust your kids to go, and they're not going to get razor blades in their candy or anything crazy like that, what the world is doing. I don't know. But we're having a safe, fun family event. And the other beautiful thing is, if you're like me, you don't feel like going trick-or-treating. As a parent, I just don't feel like doing that. 
And this allows me to not. He's bummed about it, but he'll be okay. He'll get candy tonight. And that just two birds, one stone, right? Good time with the family, and I don't have to take my kids trick-or-treating. It's hard when you live in the country, too, because it's just cotton fields. Um, Not a lot of candy out there that I found. Um, But what will they encounter when they arrive? Those who carry the presence of God. I'm asking you, what will they see in you? 2 Corinthians, we know this well. 2 Corinthians 5 Verse 20, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What appeal of God will they see in us when they gather here this evening, when they're right outside our doors this evening? Galatians 5 verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified in the flesh with its passions and desires. We are meant to bear the fruit of the Spirit because the Spirit abides and remains in us. This is what they are to see, amen? Because the Spirit who bears these fruits dwells in us, amen? The vision of this city... Come on, stick with me. The vision of this city becoming more like the kingdom of heaven than it is a city and a state and a country. Where do you think that starts? That doesn't start at the city limit sign. It doesn't go from outside and work within. What does the Lord do? He works in to out. Amen. So where do we think that starts? Do we just have to wait for one day where it's just completely released upon the earth and upon sundown to where all of sundown exists in that vision? Absolutely not. The Lord has every intention of it starting somewhere and radiating out from that place. And where do you think that is? It's right here. It's right here. It's that street. That street doesn't belong to the city. That street doesn't belong to the school. That street belongs to the kingdom of heaven because the Lord has planted us here for such a time as this. I was thinking about that this week. This where does this start? In 1930, the Lord planted us here. Isn't that remarkable? In 1930, the Lord planted this church. And it still exists to this day. Full of the Spirit and the Lord has done miraculous things through it. Amen? In 1930, He planted us here. That street belongs to the kingdom of heaven. And so we can say with confidence that there will be over 500 people that will enter the kingdom of heaven today. They will encounter the presence of God today because the children of God, those that carry his presence with us, will be here. That should should elicit a response from you. So I'm going to back up and act like I hadn't just said that because that was was incredibly disappointing. I'm telling you right now that people that are lost are actually coming to us for once. We don't have to go to them. They're coming here. Come on. You don't get it. The Lord is saying, here's a silver platter. The harvest is plentiful. Go reap. Go reap. They will be right here. They're literally going to be on our property. They're going to be in the grass. They're going to be on the the sidewalk. They're going to be on the concrete. They're going to be jumping around in our yard. Some kid's going to sneak in here thinking we're hiding candy somewhere. Just... I don't need to play the games. I'm just going to steal the candy from the source. 
but they will be here lost and broken. Those saved that have grown up in church and those that have never stepped foot in a church, they will be here. Those without the Spirit of God, they are just as much made for the Spirit as you are. And they will be here right before us. Does it get any sweeter than that? Does it get any sweeter than that? A holiday that celebrates death and all things scary will be a place where the Spirit of God breaks out in our community. Does that not sound like Jesus? I'm just going to take what the world thinks it is, is theirs, and I'm just going to make it mine. That's what the Lord is doing this evening. Amen? Amen. This street belongs to the kingdom, and hundreds of people will enter the kingdom today. I just, I saw this vision. We were praying back there, and, and Teresa and Danny were just praying about the presence of God that they felt here this morning, and just the joy that was here this morning as Teresa was praying just about the joy of the Lord that was waiting here. Why do you think that is? He knows what's coming. And His joy is overflowing. And what the Lord showed me, the Lord showed me that as we sing, as we, as we come to this event, as we minister to these people, that it will be as trumpets marching around a city. As we operate in obedience and sing praises to God. This morning, as we were singing, walls were crumbling down because our voice was like a trumpet in obedience to what the Lord had said to do and the walls were coming down. Amen? Walls have been coming down. And what I saw was a person parking, a family parking in that parking lot right over there. I could probably put you in the spot. It was very specific where they pulled in and they got out and the presence of the Lord hit them like a freight train. Yeah, yeah come on. Heck yeah. They could not escape it. They could not deny it. And by some miracle, they knew what it was. Amen. And the Lord was tying them to this place. He was tying them to this city. He was, he was revealing to them the kingdom that is for them. Has been, has been set, set up for them. The, the Savior that has made a way for them. Matthew 18 verse 20. For where two or more are gathered in my name. There I am along with them. 2 Corinthians 3.17 But now, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. For where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Our two are more gathered here today than His presence is there among us. Amen? Well, two or more, I know Melissa and I will definitely be here tonight. So that's two. So the presence of the Lord will be here. Amen? Amen. And what does it say? What does it say in 2 Corinthians? And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So there is freedom waiting for a community to enter into it. Because the presence of God will be here. And that is, that is without question, that is undisputable, that is a fact. The presence of God will be here waiting for them. Amen? The Spirit is here with us, and there is freedom for all those who come and walk this street. Amen. I can just see as people begin to walk down this street, chains, false identities, things that have held them in bondage just begin to fall off. Because what is it? If the Spirit of the Lord is here, then freedom exists also. What is it to exist in freedom? 
Can you exist in freedom and still be a slave? No. And I do not believe that you can be in the midst of the presence of God and still carry everything that has entangled you and kept you from Him. I don't believe it's possible. I don't believe it's possible. So I believe that as people begin to walk, the longer they stay in the presence, the longer these things fall off and they will experience and encounter freedom. Now that doesn't mean those things aren't waiting for them when they leave. But at least we can say this with confidence, they'll encounter the Spirit of God and freedom when they're here. And maybe those three hours will be enough. Well, no, no maybe about it. That three hours will be enough. That three hours will be enough. Jesus in three years ministered to the world. What can we handful of us do in three hours? Can we change a city? I absolutely believe we can. I won't move from that place. So I'll believe it for you. If you have a hard time believing it, I'll just say you believe it. And I'll stand on that for you. What will they see in us? Will they see those who have been given newness of life? We were lost, but now we're found. We were lost, but now we are found. I want you to say that. We're lost, but now we are what? Found. Found. Amen. We were dead, but now what are we? Alive. Alive. Amen. Come on, celebrate it. I showed you guys that video two weeks ago for a reason. I showed you that for a reason because that's the life that we get to live. We get to rejoice now knowing that the Lord has answered tomorrow. Come on, before the need has arisen, the Lord has provided. Is that not worthy of celebration? Let me tell you a story real quick. There's a sermon in this, so I'm not going to tell you too much because the Lord has pressed it upon me and He's building it and there will be a sermon preached on this. But yesterday, I was picking up the tractor for the hayride and I rolled the dice because I got in that tractor and it had less than a quarter of a tank left and I thought, you know what? We'll make it. From ropes to sundown. Very foolish. I didn't say I was smart. I'm just here. Okay? I thought we'll make it. Me and Kai, I just coached Kai's football game, and we had an hour before Liam's game started, and I'm the coach, so if I don't show up, think problems. Okay? It's already herding cats with the coaches there, so without the coaches, it's just anarchy. Um, But so we're going. We turn on 301. And if that, that little stopper for the needle wasn't there, that needle would keep just going to empty. It would sit there. <coughs> we got over our little hill on 301, and we're coming in. And I'm planning in my head, okay, when this thing runs out of gas, who am I going to call? How are we going to get to Liam's game on time? And I just said, Lord, please, just get us there, Please. <laughs> But I recognize that I've done this, and so it's just my fault. But Lord, please just get us there. And I kept looking at it, and that sucker was just empty, 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 not moving, not budging. And it had just descended the whole way till it hit that needle, couldn't go any lower. And we're not even to the curves up here yet. And I'm thinking, we're not going to make it. Lord, please just give us fuel. And I just look ahead, and I just keep going. I'm trying to zone out. Liam's watching a football game. So I'm kind of listening to that. And about five minutes go by, and I look down, and I'm not kidding you, that, that gas needle was sitting right there in the middle. 
full of fuel. And I, I, I looked, before I started that tractor, I looked in the gas tank to see how much was in there because it's a tiny gas tank on that tractor. I know from experience because I've been stuck in that tractor without fuel before. I didn't learn my, like I said, I'm not a smart man. I'd like to learn my lessons multiple times. And so I know there wasn't any fuel in it. That thing went to a half a tank and it has not budged since. We went another three miles, started it up this morning, that sucker's still sitting right there. I looked in that gas tank, there is half a tank full of fuel in there. Yeah. Isn't that fun? I'm just sitting there like, man, that is a blast. That is a blast. But the Lord was saying, because I was praying, and the whole time I was praying for more fuel, I'm making a contingency plan. Right? What happens when that prayer doesn't come and I run out of fuel? And I look down and I see that there's fuel added to that tractor miraculously. And the Lord says, why do you pray and then make a plan as if I will not answer? He said, pray and look ahead. He said, pray and lift your eyes and move forward. It's done. Move forward from that place as if it's done. Will they see those who have been given newness of life? Will they see those who are lost and now found, who are dead and now alive? I'm saying yes, because we prayed and the Lord answered. And it's time for us to lift our eyes, stop making a contingency plan and move forward. Knowing that it's answered. It's time for us to be a people who live as the prayer has been answered right now instead of waiting for it to be answered tomorrow. Celebrate it now. I didn't know the need, the Lord did. And the Lord had released. Do you think that that fuel had been released from heaven just after I prayed? Or was it just sitting there by some miraculous nature just waiting for me to ask for it so he could just dump it in? It was there for me. All I needed to do was ask. And then I needed to lift my eyes and move forward knowing that the Lord had answered. Where is that faith, people? So when we say that the Spirit of the Lord will be in this place, it will be so evident in that street that they will enter into it and they are they will encounter freedom for the first time. We say yes and amen. We move on. We lift our eyes knowing that that prayer has been answered. We don't need to ask for it again. And we don't need to make a contingency plan on what happens if it doesn't work out. What happens if they don't experience freedom? What happens if their chains don't fall off? What if it happens if they don't encounter the Lord? What are we going to do now? We are not meant to be a responsive, a reacting ministry. We do not react to the situations and on earth, the kingdom of heaven does not react to what the earth is doing. It leads. It moves as it has always moved. The Lord is ever increasing His glory. It does not come back and zigzag and go up and down. He is on a path, no matter what happens around us. And so when the Lord says, where two or more are gathered, there I am among them. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom then I can count on him being present and the freedom of the Lord being present in this place that people will physically walk into the kingdom of heaven today. We don't have to bring them to it. 
Let them just take a tour. That's what they get to do today. They get to experience it. They get to tour it for themselves. Because he left the 99. There are lots, lots of lost sheep that will be on our doorstep this afternoon. Will they see a people overflowing with joy knowing that they're, they are saved because I've asked for it? They may not have received it yet, but I've asked for it and it is coming. And I will celebrate them and I will welcome them home right now. And I will celebrate their coming home right now. That father sitting on that porch, why did he sit on that porch waiting for his son to come? Because he knew he would. He believed that he would. And I believe that they will come. I believe that they will enter the freedom of heaven today. And we'll sit there and wait on the porch for them to come over that hill that we can meet them and clothe them in truth and righteousness. Amen. We get to do that to this community today. Will they see a people who love them without condition? Will they see a people who celebrate because we have asked for this community to be saved? And because we are the sons and daughters of God, we know it has been released. Amen. Amen. I have asked. And I believe so strongly it doesn't matter if you ask with me. I believe I am a son and I hold, I have a throne in heaven. I am a co-heir with Christ. I am royalty to the kingdom of heaven. I am a son of God and he will not move from that place. He has adopted me and you cannot argue with him. It is set in stone. It is law. I am his son. And so when I ask for the freedom of a community, it is released. Now you ask for it. Let us ask for it together. Because that's what it's meant to be. We are meant to be the body of Christ moving in unison with one another. And I'm just trying this morning to get us on the same page that we could recognize what is coming. This city becomes more like the kingdom than it is a city and a state and a country today. Here, with one street at a time. That one first. And on that street, we will believe and we will stand firm that we, we have established and it is established and we will believe nothing else. The only thing that separates us again from the truth of God is our belief in it. That is the only thing. And so I'm asking you to believe right now that this kingdom is established in this community. It is established for certain in this house and on that street. And they will enter into it. And that street will always belong to the kingdom of heaven forevermore. Because we, the children of God, have asked for it, we've declared it, and we've occupied that territory. We don't have to go in and fight for territory. We go in and we claim it. It is ours now. And that street is ours, and those people will come. Where does this vision start? It starts right outside today. That that street, one street at a time, let that one be the first. That whoever is sick, they would drive and they would see healing. Whoever is lost would be found. Broken would be restored. Those without hope would find hope for maybe the first time. Come on. The presence of God would meet them at that crosswalk. And embrace them and never let them go from that moment on. They would not be able to escape him. And their belief in him would be radically and completely transformed. Because they would encounter the, the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, our father and our savior. They would encounter him for the, maybe the first time. No matter what they've learned, no matter what they've heard, no matter what they've experienced, all that would be pushed aside that they would encounter the true nature of God, their Father, who sent His Son for them. They would encounter Him right there. And they would not be able to escape. Amen? Amen.
man, we get to be a part of that. What a joy. Will they see a people who celebrate, again, because we have asked for this community to be saved. And we know because we, the children of God, have asked for it, it has been released. John 11, verse 40. And Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, his face wrapped with a cloth, and Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Let us have the faith of Jesus and the joy of this dead man that has been given newness of life. Amen. I was thinking about this today. Or not today, but just this week. I had this story of Lazarus in my head. And just wondering, just entertaining it before the Lord in my, in my own self. Just what, what did his life look like that next day? He was a dead man. There was no denying that he was a dead man. He stunk. That's how long it had been since he had died. He began to rot. And the Lord healed him. The Lord, no, the Lord didn't heal him. The Lord brought him to life. It went like a paper cut. He was dead. And the Lord restored him to newness of life. What did his next day, if that happened on a Monday, what did Tuesday look like for Lazarus? who had been given this newness of life. No longer sick, no longer dying, but alive. I wonder what that second death looked like too. That's another question, but... Because I don't... He may still be here, I don't know. Maybe walking around somewhere in the Middle East or something, I don't know. But the Lord used that story and He began to speak to me and be like, do you not realize that you are Lazarus? You were dead, bound in a tomb. And I've set you free. And he just began to ask me, what does a dead man, how does he act when he's given new life? Like, man, I don't think he'd act like a crazy person because he'd just be jumping up and down, rejoicing and praising God because he's alive. He's like, why aren't you? Is that not who you are? Are we not Lazarus, modern day, dead and now raised? No life and now newness of life. And now, in this life, death cannot ever touch us again. What do those people live like? What life do they put on display? There are hard days. We know this. We've all lived them. But at the end of it all, you are still, you were a dead man that is now alive again. And I just began to think, I don't know that there would be a, there would, you would ever be able to stop the rejoicing in the party in my life because I was dead and now I'm alive. The lame man at the temple. Peter said, I don't have coin and silver for you, but what I do have I give to you freely in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And what did he do? He didn't walk. He didn't walk one time. He leaped and danced with joy 
because he could not and now he could. He didn't even obey Peter. Just skipped a couple steps. That should be us, church. Why isn't that us? That is who they need to see. Those that were lame and now can dance. If, I, if my legs did not work, and all of a sudden they did, I would not just simply walk and be like, oh, that's great, now I'm done. I'd be running. I'd be jumping. I'd be dancing. Is that what they will see? In Jesus' name, that is what they'll see today. Accept nothing else in your life. Why settle for anything less than dancing and rejoicing because you were dead and now you're alive? Why would you ever cease to rejoice in that reality? Because that is your reality. That is my reality. We were dead. We were lost without hope. And he plucked us from the grave and gave us, he didn't just give us life. He didn't just breathe into us life, but he restored our relationship to our father that we could be filled with the presence of God again, that I am no longer this rotting, decaying flesh, but now I am called his temple where his presence dwells. Come on. That is who you are. That is who I am. Is that what they will see? Because that's appetizing. Let me tell you. To encounter a people who were dead and now alive and are celebrating the reality of that fact. What do you think the prodigal son did? When that party started, do you think he still sat in that slave mentality of, I I don't deserve any of this? Or did he rejoice with his father who was rejoicing over him? Your father is rejoicing over you. Will you rejoice alongside him? And will we rejoice, causing joy in this community because I know I have asked for this, the salvation of this community and I know it's come. And I know it will be here. I know the presence of God will fill every home in this city because we, the children of God, have asked for it and heaven has partnered with us. We are partnered with heaven and it is being released in Jesus' name and it starts today because they are coming. Let us establish the presence of God in their hearts that when they go back home, it's a different home that they enter into because they carry with them the presence of God. That they would be washed in gold. That they would be anointed in light. That from this day forward, every day for the rest of their lives on this earth, they would exist in light and no longer darkness in Jesus' name. Amen. That starts with us because we were lost, but we are no longer lost. Stop acting like it. We were dead, but we are no longer dead. We are alive, so stop acting dead. Let them see those that are dancing in the streets because what was taken, what we had never had, legs that had worked have been restored. Breath in our lungs has been freely given. And it is for them as well. It's not just for us. It's not a closed club. For God so loved the world that he made this available to all of them. They just simply need to receive. Let today be that day. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.